When my husband died, I went every day, without exception, because besides me, there's no one to support my children. My children are young. Sometimes I work and sometimes I don't. When I work, I come back to the house happy. And when I don't work, I come home and I am upset and sick. This is the world. Aisha Lazuzi is doing what many mothers do. She's making ends meet. But her particular burden is heavy. She's in her living room in a small town in northern Morocco, and she explains how women in the area, like her, make money. They literally carry thousands of tons of goods each year across the border from the Spanish city of Ceuta into the neighboring Moroccan town of Fenidic. At the crossing, we go through carrying the goods on our backs. Then we walk through a big gate to reach the Moroccan border, up on a hill, and there we put the goods down and take our fee. Their role in this international trade is to be the pack animals. In French, they are literally called femmulets, mule women. And there's a very simple reason why this happens. These women don't pay any official customs fee or tax at the border. Thanks to a legal loophole, the goods on their backs are considered personal luggage, and that's untaxed. The packages are so heavy, the men working at the warehouses along the Moroccan-Spanish border have to help them tie the bundles on their backs. We can't put them on our backs. Sometimes we are forced to push them with our hands, and then sometimes we can't even push them because they are so heavy and we don't know what the goods are inside them. The American Chamber of Commerce in Morocco says this unusual but legal trade represents a third of the economic activity in the Spanish enclaves, and it directly supports tens of thousands of Moroccans in the surrounding area. Earlier in the day, along with my co-reporter Maggie Donaldson, I met Aisha on the border. She was standing in a long line of women on the Spanish side. Hundreds of them were waiting on the road, leading to dozens of warehouses where these goods are stored. She introduces herself and says we are in occupied Ceuta. I ask her to explain what they're doing here. We came here for work, to earn a morsel of bread. She tells us most of the women have slept overnight on the pavement outside of the warehouse complex. If we came in the morning from Morocco to Ceuta, we would not find a place in order to work, to enter Ceuta. Because of this, we sleep here. Some of the women in line are now using the cardboard they sleep on to shield themselves from the sun. The wage for bringing a load of goods across the border is five euros a day, and the women in line say it's not enough. But this is one of the few ways they can earn a living here. Many of them tell us they are widows or, for other reasons, are the sole breadwinners in their families. And the competition between them to get to the front of the line is fierce. Spanish border guards oversee this whole operation. When we arrived at 7 a.m., they gave us permission to record audio but not to take video. They also asked us not to photograph them and declined to be interviewed. 
The guards keep the women standing against a stone wall that lines the road. They tell us off mic they started enforcing the line because people were trampling each other to get into the warehouse complex. But as we witnessed, that means using violence themselves. We heard shouting behind us and turned to see an old woman emerge from a crowd holding a cloth to her bleeding nose. The women nearby told us a Spanish guard just smacked her for trying to jump ahead. Aisha is not surprised. She points to the places on her body where she has been hit before, rolling up her leggings to reveal her knee. She says she had a huge bruise there. A woman behind her adds, this happens a lot. This is a tenuous equilibrium ruling this cross-border trade. The Spanish guards allow these women to come over from Morocco in the middle of the night and sleep in line. Then, at around 8 a.m., the guards let the women into the warehouse complex. Each woman then straps a huge package to her back. The packages are stamped with a color and a number, indicating the Moroccan merchant who ordered the goods. The bundles can contain anything, from dish soap to diapers to cooking oil. After being loaded down, each woman hobbles through a narrow chain-link fence, and often she pushes or carries another package in her arms. It's about a half-mile walk through the border crossing to the Moroccan side. There, the women drop off the package, or as it's considered officially, their personal luggage, and the Moroccan merchant pays them their wage. At around 10 a.m., just two hours later, the guards shut down the border crossing designated for this trade. The women at the back of the line, who did not get to go through, turn around and go home. Most of the time I don't work, honestly, because I can't stand to sleep in Ceuta. The largest portion of the people, most of them, sleep in Ceuta, on the street. And I can't because I'm sick, and my heart, my arteries, and, and my thyroid. And I don't sleep there. I go at 2 a.m., and if I'm lucky, I will work and return with money. And if I'm not lucky, I return empty-handed. Aisha is sitting on her couch later that afternoon with her son. Her oldest daughter, Selma, is cooking couscous in the kitchen, and the two youngest children are on their way home from school. She says she is tired and dizzy from lack of sleep, but she has no choice but to continue working on the border. The person responsible for the family is the woman. Even if she has a husband, she doesn't depend on him working because he doesn't. And she is forced to work in Ceuta to help him with the daily expenses, especially in the northern region. The northern region is marginalized, honestly. Many people in the northern reef, as the region is called, feel it has been ignored by the state. Recently, a huge port opened nearby, potentially a source of employment for many in the area. But Selma, Aisha's daughter, says the jobs have not gone to locals. 
To get work here, especially in Morocco, requires that you have connections. You have to know someone who knows someone who can intervene for you to get you work. People who have connections or relatives, they work. People that have only God do not work. After her father died, Selma could no longer afford to pay for university. But she managed to enroll in a private technical school because the principal was impressed by her grades. There, she learned to drive a forklift, a skill she thought could get her employed at the port. But she says a year later, she's still looking for a job. All I want now is to find work and for my mother not to go to Ceuta. I want her to just stay at home and take care of my little siblings, to take care of herself, to take care of her health. And I want to find work so I can provide for my family. Until she does, her mother Aisha will continue to trek across the border. While the work is literally backbreaking, she says there is no substitute for the work in Ceuta for women like her. But she hopes the Moroccan authorities will make better opportunities for her children. For Making Contact, I'm Thalia Beatty from Ceuta, Spain.